Another thing is jumping before you're ready Mm. and jumping. And then the parachute is going to find you on the way down. It does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's never going to be like a perfect time for anything. Mm -hmm. I think, and I think, I don't know if you do this too, but I know that I can always like find an excuse not to do something and it doesn't even have to be a big deal. I'm just like, Oh wait, I'll just put that off till tomorrow. Whatever. It's like, no, why not do it today when you have like a half hour, like, Get something done, and then you're another step closer to where you want to be. Welcome back to another episode of Chapter 20-something with me, Kylie McDonald. I just woke up for a nap and I'm realizing just now how raspy my voice sounds. But, um, you know, let's just go with it today. Maybe it'll sound appealing to new listeners. <laughs> I don't know. Hope you're having a wonderful day, as always. I'm having a good week, making some moves that I've been thinking about making for a while i quit my side hustle job at the gym which i know i mention a lot um i'm still gonna teach my spin classes there but i've been working the front desk at a gym i don't really talk about it that much but yeah i do that too for money and for friends and (laughs) but honestly um when i moved to the area for my main job three almost three and a half years ago which is crazy um oh my god this month three and a half years Woo! um I didn't know anybody at all I met my roommate on Craigslist but now we're like BFFs too so it works out and so I needed a way to meet people because I was 22 and I wanted friends, you know, so I was like, let me get a job, make a little extra cash and meet people in the area. So I applied to this job at a random gym that I hadn't heard of before and ended up getting it. And honestly, one of the best decisions I've made and has been such an important part of my life here ever since I've met my best friends there I met my roommates there I became a part of a community not only with the people who work at the gym but also the members there and you know made friends made business connections have really had so much because of this part-time job you know and um, I'm so forever grateful to have done that And so my plan worked. I made friends at the gym. And I, you know, I really did love the job. I loved interacting with people. It was something different. I don't know. My life is weird. I'll be on TV in the morning and then midday, like, go work at a gym and make smoothies and clean and then go back and be on TV. It's like, I don't know. It's a weird time, but I kind of like it, you know? So I love the job. And because I love it so much, I think it made it hard to think about leaving for a while, which sounds silly, but it's really true because I really owe so much to that job, but I knew it wasn't serving me anymore. I was just there because it was comfortable. It was a comfortable environment and it was easy. I knew that I had a little bit of tenure there too, so I was safe, but it wasn't doing anything for me anymore. I have met the people that I was supposed to meet there. The job itself, you know, I'd gotten all I could get out of it. And I was just kind of doing it because that's what I knew. And I think it's been a pretty good learning experience to realize, you know, you shouldn't stay in those situations. You shouldn't just stay in a place or even, you know, with a person because it's just what you know and it's easy. When you know that it's time to move on, take those steps because it's scary. 
you know, I, I mean, I'm not really scared in this situation because I'm good, but it's scary to think about change, honestly. And I like to think I like change, but really, I think part of me really is scared of it. And that's natural. It's the unknown. Um, but it's exciting. You know, this really allows me to spend more time on projects that are really going to push me forward like this. Also, side note, if you or someone you know would like to help me with marketing this podcast, reach out because your girl needs help. Um, things like that, working on new things and even just having more time to go to the doctor, go to the dentist, get my nails done. Things that I appreciate doing for myself. That's important. Not to mention for the past six months I've been there, I've been working in the morning. So get up at five, be there at six, work all morning, work out, and then go to Lotto. So, (laughs) you know, it's like really, I know I've said this before on here, not every day, but a few days a week are 5 a.m. to midnight days. And then I'm asleep by one and then get up at five to do it all again. And what is the point if it's not something that's really helping me, you know? So it was time to make a change and I'm super excited about that. Um, but it'll be, it'll be super sad to leave because I really am so, so grateful for that job. Like I said, but yeah, you take the memories and you move on to something new. And that's kind of a good little segue into today's guest. I really, my voice is so low today. I hope you all are enjoying it. I'm sorry if it sounds ridiculous. I literally just woke up from a nap. Because today was one of those early mornings, but I actually had time to take a little nap today. Today's guest is Sophia Lorena. She's a podcast host, and we dive into her personal development journey. She has been through a lot, but she's learned a lot. And (laughs) sorry, when I was saying that, I'm like, this is the most vague, cliche description of somebody. But um, (laughs) I'm sorry, Sophia. But what she's really doing is taking her struggles to relate to other people And I heard this saying recently on Armchair Expert. I listen to that all the time, but I really like it. The more specific a story gets, the more universal it actually becomes. Because that's my motto. You know, you can always relate to somebody else and find common ground with them no matter where they come from and what their story is. And that's what she's doing through sharing her story and connecting with other people on theirs. So definitely check out her work. Follow the podcast on Instagram at chapter20somethingpod. Follow me, official Kylie McDonald, and all of Sophia's links are in the show description. Other than that, guys, enjoy the interview. Have a wonderful week, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, much love. Bye. She is in sunny LA right now, and I am so jealous. We have Sophia Lorena. Welcome to the pod. How are you doing today? Doing so good. I'm so glad to be here with you. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you. And I know this is literally <laughs> our first conversation. So hopefully we can have something in common. <laughs> no, we will. We'll be good. So you are in LA right now, right? Yeah. So I'm born and raised in LA. Haven't left yet. I'm what? thinking about it. <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> thinking about it. Wow. But yeah, I was born here. It's beautiful, you know, I live by the ocean, but I do love Colorado. I love other states. So eventually Mm -hmm. I do see myself moving. Yeah. Can I ask um, what your parents did when you were growing up? Yeah. So my dad is a loan officer. He still is. My mom, she's in real estate and she's also a loan processor. So we're all kind of in the same industry. Gotcha. Gotcha. So what's it like growing up in LA? Because obviously everybody knows it as Hollywood, basically, and it's such an entertainment-based town. But growing up in it, I'm sure it's just home. Like, that's all you know. And things have to be so different. So what was it like for you? Did you have any of that outside culture affecting your world or no? Not really. Well, I live in Palos Verdes, so it's like a small town by the ocean. So I'm not, I'm about an hour away from LA. 
Gotcha. But this is all I know. Like I yeah. only know this community. I don't really know what it's like anywhere else. I just know the ocean and I know LA. Dude, I'm so jealous. <laughs> oh my God. So I'm from New York. So that's the complete opposite. Basically, it's very go, go, go thinking to like stop at a beach during a work week. Like I wish in my mind I could be okay with that, but I'm just, I'm not like, I have to get the work done. I have to do this. I have to do that. But I love it at the same time. I love to just be on the go and like always doing one thing after the next. I don't know. So it's so interesting because that's like all I know. Like I want to go to LA, but thinking about how different everything is, like it would be such a big culture shock. Would you think about coming to New York or what do you think about that? not New York. York. It seems like not my, it seems very fast paced. Like I've been there on trips, but I just couldn't see myself living there. See? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So different. I went to LA once and I really loved it there. So, I mean, we'll see what happens now. I might have a couple friends out there that I could go, (laughs) go visit. So what did you want to do? Like as a kid, who did you want to be when you grew up? Yeah, well, I wanted to be a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I think at one point I wanted to be a fashion designer. At one point I wanted to be like a psychologist. And then <laughs> it was just like a variety of different things. I didn't really have like a one thing I saw myself doing. It was just like whatever phase I was in, it was kind of a different thing. And then like yeah, at one yeah. point I saw myself being a dancer. So it was yeah. kind of all over the place. Do you yeah. dance? Yeah, I used to dance back in high um, middle school. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, Yeah, I grew up dancing too. And like, I ended up going to school for theater. So that was like very much my path. So when you started getting up into high school, and people are telling you like, all right, you got to start thinking about your future, all that. So did you go into, oh my god, I'm not even did you go to college or? No, I didn't go to college. Okay. You know what? I was going to ask, like, I know you're a loan officer, but I'm like, what do you even major in to be a loan officer? I don't know, like theater brain. Okay. But anyway, so continue. I didn't go to college. I went to a very college focused high school, but my personal development journey started pretty young. It started in freshman year of high school after this guy broke up with me and I just didn't know how to process it. And just getting a text from him, I was in the bus going on a trip with my church group and I got a text from him that says, sorry, Sophia, I just can't do this anymore. I just don't love you anymore. After getting that text, I just totally took on this identity of someone who was unlovable. Mm. And so like all my patterns, everything was reflecting that. Like I was binge eating, I was looking for food to suppress all my emotions. And I was just going down all these bad behaviors for a while. And it wasn't really until I started to struggle with acid reflux and I ended up gaining like 30 pounds in three months that I was like, this is not healthy. Like, this is not going to end up well, like yeah. just going like in three months. Like I was like, where is this going to be in a year? Where is this going to be in two years? I don't know. So I started yo-yo dieting. So I essentially yo-yo diet, lose the 20 pounds, gain the 20 pounds, lose the 20 pounds, gain the 20 pounds, like just for two years. And it wasn't until I went to the doctor's office and they're like, you have higher blood pressure. There seems like there's something off with you. Like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm okay. And then afterwards I start Googling effects of a binge eating disorder. And I said, and I saw higher blood pressure, stomach issues. And I saw like just all these effects. And I was like, wow, like this is serious. Like you can no longer like just throw this under the rug and think it's going to go away because it hasn't been going away for two years. Wow. So that was really the start of like, I need to find a solution to this. And that's when I started Googling, how do I get over this? Mm. And then I just started to find all these videos on YouTube about plant-based diets and how that has helped them with their binge eating disorder. And I was like, you know what? I want to try anything and everything because I just can't do this anymore. So I've been vegan for four years. <laughs> it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made energy level is so much different than then. I used to be tired all the time. And my favorite phrase used to be, I'm tired. Like I've used that phrase so many times in the past. And I don't know how tired I was, or was it that I was just saying it over and over again, that I just started to get programmed inside of me of being tired. So you just believe it then at that point. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what kind of started my whole personal development journey was just going through that and then getting healthy and then just seeing, okay, so I have this under control, but I still haven't got over the breakup. Let's deal with that now. Yeah. We can't suppress it anymore. <laughs> Let's just rip right. the bandaid off, deal with it now. 
And so I started to Google. I always go back to Google. That's what you're going to get from my story. That's always funny. go back to Google. The answer. <laughs> That's the answer to everything. So I started to Google how to get over a breakup, how to get over your ex. And under all these articles, I start to find out about personal development. And that's kind of where that all started. So then I dived into podcasts and into books and I went to all these seminars and I just started to really get immersed in it. And I started to kind of think differently. Like I was thinking way differently than other people in my school. And I was starting to think about, okay, what do I really want? Do I really want to go get that degree? Do I really want to get in debt? Do I really see myself using that degree? And I just couldn't do it because I just knew I wouldn't use it. And that mm-hmm. it was just something that was felt so out of alignment for me. And so just going through all that work and seeing all these stories of people who didn't necessarily go to college and just found another path. And I just realized, okay, there's not just one path that you can go down. Cause I was kind of thinking that that's kind of like the thing you have to go to college. That's like the end right. all be all. Mm-hmm. And definitely with like my school, it's like, even at graduation, they said, we expect you all to go to college. Like it was just like a thing wow. we, at graduation yeah, at graduation for high school. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the thing that made me realize, okay, I want to go and go on this journey of just learning, but learning through experiences and learning through people and learning through events. Yeah. And that's what started that whole journey. Oh my goodness. So can I ask, you know, this was obviously a big portion of your life and you're saying how you you know, you're going to Google for answers. You were like doing all this research on your own. Were you going to people in your life too? Like were people noticing changes in you or were you leaning on others for support? Not really. I was really good at hiding it. I was good at hiding everything. That's the thing. If I'm going through something, I'm really good at hiding it. Like you would never know. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the thing is I don't go to people when I should have, like I probably should have went to people, but everyone on the outside thought I was like fine and I was taking the breakup well and that it didn't affect me. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? (laughs) It's so crazy how we can put on such a front too and make people really believe that we're okay. But what do you think, like looking back, if you would have gone to somebody in your life, I don't know if it's in your family or friends, someone you were comfortable with and like said like, hey, I'm really struggling here. Like, do you think that would have changed a lot for you or are you just happy where you are now you know it's like you wouldn't change anything I don't think I would change anything because I think I needed all of that Mm. I think Mm -hmm. I needed all that and I did open up about it but it wasn't until after I fully healed from it and I could talk about it so I couldn't talk about it while I was going through it because I felt so much shame around it I was like to admit this to someone it just feels like a lot of shame so I had to like let it go in order to talk about it Right. And you know, like, and if anybody's listening and they're feeling that way, like it's not something you should be ashamed of, you know, like there is always a light at the end of the tunnel. There is somebody who's going to treat you better. You don't deserve to be treated that way, but you, you do have to like kind of grieve and feel all the feels, but no, like you don't need to beat yourself down in order to get somewhere better, but I'm happy that you're doing better. And you know, you're obviously thriving now. So you know, you learn from the hard times and you just keep growing. So that's really brave of you to open up like that. So I really do appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I've been, the whole opening up thing, it's just been a recent thing for me. It's just been like since April. No way. Uh, Yeah. Like prior to April, um, I didn't really share any of this stuff. Like I didn't Mm -hmm. share the furlough. I didn't want to share about my car accident. I really want to share about any of it. And then I started to like realize all these podcasts and all these people I admired, they share, you know, like they share, even though it's like something that they once had shame over or something that's hard for them to share about. And when you share, you give someone else the opportunity who's going through the same thing to hear you. And so when I started to realize that I was like, okay, me not sharing this and me feeling like I have to hide all this. It's not helping me either. It's not. And that is, It's so valid. You know, you look at other people in the world who are brave and like you never, ever think, oh, they shouldn't have done that. Why are they sharing that? I mean, some people might, but the majority of people don't. 
So that's really such a lesson. It's like, people are going to relate to you. People are going to be there for you when you open up and people are going to come into your life and like share their stories or give you their love. And it's like, you just have to be brave enough and ready. You know, it takes time, but you have to just open up and share. That's what we're meant to do. I think is just share with one another, our experiences and see what we can take from them. I also notice when you share, you tend to attract more people that you're supposed to attract into your life. Yeah. Like just people come out of nowhere because you shared, you gave someone else the opportunity to share with you too. So I feel like it's a two way street. Oh, it is. Even, even this podcast, you know, like a simple example, like started sharing my life and my experiences and all these people are coming into my life. Even this interview, like it never would have happened if both of us hadn't opened up and you know, who knows where everything will lead. Um, All right. So after high school, you're starting to like get on your journey. So what did you end up doing next? So I got my real estate license at 18. I got my NLS license at 19. And your NLS license is what you need to become a loan officer. Okay. And the reason why I got it is because my dad, he was like, okay, if you do this, I'll help you. I'll help you with the courses. I'll help you with the licensing and stuff. And he had to bring it up a couple times because, <laughs> of course, you know, I didn't listen the first right, couple times. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so he brought it up a couple times. And then and the last time he brought it up, I was in a place to receive it. So I was like, okay, what does it hurt to learn something else? What does it hurt to get another license? This could be a great opportunity for you. And this could help you. And so I went and I got my license. And it took me three tries to get my license. Like, it's a really hard test. <laughs> it's not a sure. test that you could just, like past it, I got high grades in high school but I had the hardest time with that test I get wow. to be three tries <laughs> to pass that test and you only get three tries after three tries you have to wait six months oh my gosh mm-hmm. oh you did it though you were really committed you're like I'm ready I'm doing this getting it done that's what you have to do Just keep pushing right yeah and the yeah. only reason why I passed the last time is because I was like fully immersed in the book like I wasn't just half-assed studying like I was just full studying like immersed like I knew the book forward and backwards yeah I thought I could just kind of like ease through the test or like kind of study through the test yeah (laughs) I learned I couldn't but (laughs) yeah so I got my license and during the process of getting my license a lot of the lenders they have a training program So they actually help you get your license. So I started training before just on my own, took the test, failed once. And I was like, you know what, maybe I should go try these other lenders, try to get into a training program, see if they can help me. Because maybe if I have that accountability, then I could finally pass. (laughs) So I went and I went to two different lenders, major lenders, well-known. And I go in, I do an interview with them. And they asked me the questions, the interview's going well, until the point where one of them asked me what my age was. And so they asked my age, I say 19, and then I could feel like the entire energy shifted. And I felt mm-hmm. like, okay, I didn't get the job. And they didn't call me afterwards. They didn't, I followed up with them. They didn't respond afterwards. Damn. And just getting those two no's were kind of discouraging. So I was like, okay, I can't change this whole age thing. Like this is right. not thing that I can mask or try to like throw away. Like I was hoping, you know, they would have reviewed my resume before. And if it's something they didn't agree with, they wouldn't have had me go to an interview, you know, yeah. versus making me go there and just go through that process. So then I go to the, a third one ends up being the same thing. He doesn't tell mm-hmm. me to my face, but I heard it later that he didn't like that I was younger and he didn't think I could keep up with the group and that maybe I wasn't mature enough to have this position. So I was like, okay, three people didn't accept me. I'm just going to figure out how to get my license on my own. Cause I knew if I had my license, I'm way more valuable than if I did it. Cause it's really hard to get that license. Yeah. So I knew if I get the license, getting a job will probably be easier. So I go, I get my license. I come back. And the third lender that I ended up going to, I ended up reapplying for them through a different manager. And I go to the different manager and I say, got my license and we go through the interview and he hires me. So Mm -hmm. I ended up getting to the company through a back door. And it made me realize why the other companies didn't work out. And funny story, the two other companies that didn't work out, of course, came back and offered me a position after I already got one. 
So, you know, they came back later on. Look at that. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. So they came back later on. But I ended up realizing the reason why those two jobs didn't end up working out was because I wasn't meant to be in those offices. I was sure. meant to be in the third office. And it was just such a community environment. And it's just the people there, they're all supportive and they all train really well. And I have an amazing manager. And it was funny when these guys who I was telling him about the story, he's like, yeah, it's a good thing that they didn't accept you the first time because you were meant to be in this office, not in those offices. I think we all learn it at different points in our lives, but it's, it's so true. Things don't work out. And when it's in the moment, you can literally just get so down on yourself and feel like nothing good is ever going to happen. And it's so easy to get that way. But you have to remember that down the line, something better is coming. I truly, truly believe that. And you just have to have that faith that like, Hey, I know things are going to work out for me in this life. And you know, that can sound like, totally cliche or whatever but it's true why would you live life otherwise why would you walk around thinking nothing's gonna work out when you can believe that hey tomorrow can be a better day you know things can work out and they will and they do you just gotta keep going yeah you have your position Mm -hmm. so you are working with people who are buying new homes right Mm -hmm. mostly what I do is refinances yeah that's what we're really known for is refinances okay um yeah so that's the area we focus on wow so that's Mm -hmm. tough I mean I know you're able to do your job but people Mm -hmm. must always be coming in from the outside and seeing that you're a young girl who's gonna help them refinance their home like I don't know not everyone has the most trust or the most faith in you from a first glance so how do you deal with that when you're going into a, a high pressure situation like that and you have to be like, hey, I'm here and I know what I'm doing and I'm going to help you get to where you need. How do you handle that? So honestly, it's not that big of an issue. Okay. <laughs> it's not that big. No, it's not that big. It doesn't happen like that often because everything's over the phone. <laughs> everything's gotcha. over the phone. You can, you can listen to me over the phone and you you would not think that I'm the 20 year old who has the podcast and whatever, and is doing loans. Like you wouldn't think that because all you can hear is my voice, but funny story. I've actually had one client who researched my name, found my podcast, started listening to my podcast, brings it up during a sales call. Like, Hey, I found your podcast. I was like, what? <laughs> I buy my podcast. It's like, oh, you know, I Googled your name. <laughs> there you go. Get that cross marketing going, girl. <laughs> yeah, but I have had that issue one time where like they were like, you sound young, but that doesn't come up that often. But okay. it was just one time so far out of like, you know, the almost a year I've been working there that came up. And he was just wondering because of my, he thought I was young because of the way on the phone. And I was like, you know what? I told him like my age really isn't an issue. I never told him my age. I just like reassured him on the training that I had, reassured him on my managers and reassured him on our process and that I've done loans multiple times, you know, that he should not be worried about it and he should Mm -hmm. not stress about it. But that has only come up one time out of all my sales, one time out of all my sales calls. And I've probably done hundreds by now. Yeah, that's so funny because I would think, well, I guess over the phone makes a difference. But if I was going into a job like that, that would be on my mind. I'd be like, how are people going to treat me? Because I don't look the most trustworthy from first glance for a situation like this. But it's like, I know what I'm doing. Like, I got you. It's good. (laughs) You mentioned before um, that your job right now is your day job and you are working to do what you want to do. So you also have your podcast, which is called the shit show of my twenties. Love the name. (laughs) So tell us how you got started in, in that. Yeah. So I actually got furloughed from my job for 10 weeks. Okay. And so that was at the end of March. And now in the last line of the email, it says, we're going to reconsider your position after four weeks. So that kind of scared me. I was like, okay, am I getting this job back in four weeks or is it not coming back in four weeks? It was kind of like a gray line. And I was like, okay, I guess, well, I can wait the four weeks, see what happens and go from there. And so I was like, okay, these four weeks, if you do nothing, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Like you're going to drive yourself crazy thinking about the job, thinking about how 
I actually had to break a rental contract during that time because I was worried about like, okay, I don't have my job right now. It's not guaranteed. What am I going to do for the next couple of months if it goes longer? And I was anticipating that was going to go longer. I was anticipating that wasn't going to be just four weeks. I knew it was going to be like probably like three months. Yeah. Ended up being almost three months. And so I break the rental contract. So it was a lot during that time. Definitely. It was a lot to process. And so I was like, I know myself, I know I can tend to get over obsessed about things. So I know right now I have to start some type of project or else I'm going to drive myself crazy and I'm going to just keep on thinking about it and I'm going to just spiral again, or I'm just going to go back to unhealthy behaviors and worrying mm. about it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, what is one of the things that you've been saying you're going to do, but haven't done? because of limiting beliefs, because you're not good enough, because you're too young, you know, all the things we tell ourselves. So I was like, okay, you've always wanted to start a podcast. You had a limiting belief about your voice. You've kind of got over that because during sales calls, during like training, they make you listen to your voice. Yeah. So that made me get over that. I was like, okay, you've listened to your voice before. So now that's not an issue. <laughs> good. So I was like, okay, let's just rip the bandaid off. Yeah. And people just start getting interviews going that way you can't cancel because if you have that interview booked (laughs) you're not going to want to cancel on her you're going to want to show up it's so true that's what you have to do is you got to take that step and I'd say involve somebody else so like you said you can't back out or if you Mm -hmm. you back out you're gonna look stupid and you're gonna look unprofessional so it's like are you gonna do that to yourself are you gonna own up to it and are you gonna make a move and like get things going like, why wouldn't you want to do that? Good for you. Oh my God. You started it. And what does your podcast focus yeah. on? Yeah. So we focus on mainly like relationships and personal growth. Cool. Relationship episodes always do really well. Like people like always love to hear about relationships. Like my top two episodes ever are about relationships. One's calling off the engagement, calling in the one girl who had her entire wedding plan calls off the engagement Oh, damn. Ends up meeting her husband, lives a block down from her. Like, (laughs) yeah, so the whole story about that. And then the second most popular is how to get over your ex with a breakup coach. And we talk about what to do when you want to text your ex, how to write a letter and like how to process it. And we just go into everything about your ex. So I'm guessing people took it and they sent it to their friend that was going through a breakup and they're like, Hey, you could use this right now. Yeah. Right. Seriously. Yeah. If this is too personal, let me know. But can I ask like what your relationship status is right now? Yeah. It's single. Single. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's single. It's, no. Yeah. That's cool. But like, it's interesting because so much of your personal growth started with a relationship and Mm -hmm. now you're like on your own and you're doing your thing and you're blooming and thriving on your own and it's like that'll just lead like to more good things in your life and your relationships you know so it's cool to see like how much you've grown from that perspective and it's like now now I'm gonna help people who could be in this situation or you know may not be in the best spot and like help them to become the best version of themselves I think that's great yeah, it's just my problem with relationships right now. <laughs> if you want mm-hmm. to hear my problem. <laughs> so, absolutely. Let's talk. <laughs> so I'm 20 and okay. the other 20 year, 20 year old guys aren't exactly in the personal development space that I meet. So they're not Girl, necessarily... Even at 25, they're not there. Yeah, they're not like... there yet? Oh my what God, you no. <laughs> I'm sorry Uh, I'm struggling out here too it's fine okay anyway that's that's the main thing it's just I haven't found someone that I really click with and who's into the same things that I'm into yeah so that's why I'm like you know what I'm just gonna be single for a while longer don't waste your time (laughs) you're young have fun live your life focus on you and like get someone you need to (laughs) but it's like even still like I'm not settling for anybody or anything you know I'm focusing on me and if you want to come and like join me on this journey let's have fun and let's work together and like be great let's do it but if you're gonna bring me down and cause drama in my life I'm not I'm not gonna be around for that sorry so exactly bye (laughs) um oh my god so you started the podcast in April you said correct yeah wow okay so it's been 
Mm, how many months has it been? About like six months. Six. Seven months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So how do you think this whole process has changed you, affected your life and your career? And like, where do you see yourself going with this in the future? I was actually, I feel like, I, you know what? Let's bring this up. Okay. So I was interviewing this girl the other day and she's an artist and she's like a singer, songwriter. And she was talking about how she created this different identity and it was her artist identity and it was a girl who's confident on stage who felt good performing who was a singer and she created this new identity because she felt like her identity didn't really match up to that yet so she really embodied this new identity of i'm a singer i'm confident on stage and i make this amazing music and i was thinking about that the other day because really like the shit show of my 20s is kind of like a different personality for me too I'm an introvert. So this is the girl who's okay with putting herself out there. This is a girl who's okay with talking in front of people. This is a girl who's okay with being on video, like all this stuff that I really wasn't okay with before. Yeah, like this is all stuff that's just been like a growing journey for me too. And even just doing interviews, like I'm used to being the person interviewing someone else. But for me to let go of that control and be the person being able to be interviewed, that yeah. was a big thing for me too. And that didn't happen until a couple of weeks ago. Like this is my third interview ever. And that was like the second, like addition to that. I was like, okay, how can you expect people to go and let you interview them when you can't go and be interviewed? Cause True. you can't, you have to leave it open. Like you can't just expect this to be one-sided and you always interviewing people and you're not getting your story out there or letting people hear about you too. Yeah. That it's was kind being of vulnerable. Yeah. Exactly. So that was like that. My mom brought up that point, And that's why I started doing interviews because she's like, how long are you going to say no for? Like, how long <laughs> are you going to say no to other people who want to interview you for? And why do you keep on saying no? Right. Through this whole process, it's just been like a lot of growing and a lot of letting go of old things and old stories about like, I'm can't be in front of a camera. I don't like the microphone. I don't like putting myself out there. What if my story's not good enough? What if no one resonates? All of that stuff I've been just let go during these last six months. And it's just been like curiosity. Like, I wonder if anyone's interested in this. Ooh, I like <laughs> that perspective. I like that mindset because it's so easy to decide for yourself. Like, oh, no one's going to like this. No one's going to listen to this or resonate. But what about being curious? Ooh, mm -hmm. that's such a good, oh, I love that. You never yeah. know who's going to like it. Somebody might. Somebody mm -hmm. might really love it. Somebody really important could really love it. Exactly. <laughs> and then, oh, my God. And then it's just bringing that curiosity into your career and then seeing what happens. Oh, my God. I love that. You <laughs> inspired me. Ooh. <laughs> You're finding these new outlets, these new avenues. You're growing. You're letting go of old fears. So what about the next six months? Like, how are you looking to grow? Well, my goal within the next probably two months is to hit a hundred interviews. I have none left. Oh, so easy. that's the goal. That's easy. Yeah. Easy. Mm -hmm. So eventually what I've been thinking about is writing a book and okay. it's going to be like a hundred interviews in 10 months or something <laughs> about the hundred interviews about the journey of starting the podcast, getting furloughed all of that just in a book and just sharing all the stories that I've heard so far. So that's something I'm thinking about. I'm just looking forward to interviewing more inspiring people and hearing more stories. Yeah. That's like the thing that lights me up every weekend is just going into the interview and being there and just letting whatever is supposed to come through and in that interview come through. Like I've had yeah. girls talk about things they've never talked about with anyone else. Like they brought up DUIs, they brought up things they've never really talked about and they talk about them in the podcast and it's just so incredible to hear all their stories. And it's just so cool, like growing it and just like having an Instagram page and putting yourself out there. You never know who's going to stumble upon it. It's so true. And I've seen that too, you know, already. And it's, it is amazing. It's just, it's about people and bringing people into your life and like you said, hearing their stories, like what more are we supposed to do than to just learn from each other and be able to connect with one another through conversation. This is like such an inspirational episode. I feel like <laughs> we're getting on to the, to the inspiration and motivation, but that's like what it's about, you know? Yeah. I know you, you're talking about writing your book. There's something you mentioned that 
you were in a car accident. And I wanted mm-hmm. to touch on that because I'm sure like that has affected you in a big way. So I, and I'm sure that would be something that you would include in your book as well. So I just wanted yeah. to <laughs> bring it up. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So back in December, I was in a car accident and it was kind of the car accident that just blindsides you. Yeah. And like, I wasn't really expecting it. I was driving straight. There's two lanes. I was on the left lane, car in my right lane out of nowhere. It just goes straight into the right side of my car and takes out the entire right side of my car. And keep in mind, my car is a Chevy Suburban. So it's a big car. You can't not see that car like a whale. Like You have to be purposely trying not to see that car. And they were just going at it like really fast really fast into the right side of my car and then all of a sudden I just hear these clashing noises I'm like shit like what happened to my car like I don't know what just happened and I black out for one minute my head hit the steering wheel and then I come back my glasses flew off and I just put the glasses back on and somehow my car stopped I'm not really sure how my car stopped that day Wow. But somehow it stopped. And I got pretty lucky that it stopped because on the other lane, it was incoming traffic. And so if I would have just drifted onto the other lane, I probably would have got hit head on like 50 miles an hour. Oh my goodness. What would have happened if my car didn't stop that day? Yeah. So some, someone was looking out for you for sure. Exactly. And the craziest part about this accident was it was like, right where I was born, it was literally like within five minutes of walking. So I don't know if that's supposed to symbolize some type of rebirth, some type of like your life's not permanent. How do you want to use it? I don't know what it's supposed to symbolize, but I didn't realize that until a week ago. But I was like, what are the chances to get in a car accident like that right next to where you were born? Right. That's crazy. Interesting. (laughs) So somehow I managed to pull my car over course you know I get out of the car and I was super angry at this lady like I was just so mad at her because my car was just destroyed like it was just totally undrivable and I just felt so mad in that moment and I really wanted to like yell at her and just like take it all out on her and I had to like sit down on the cement and say Sophia you need a breathe right now and you need to calm down (laughs) and you need to center yourself because you yelling at her does not take back the 15 seconds that just happened it does not take back the accident. It already happened. Mm-hmm. I take it back at this point. And me yelling at her would have just added more fire to the fire. I so agree I 100%. Just, yeah. So I just really had to sit there and say, okay, you're okay. They're okay. It's going to be okay. First of all, what like a life-changing experience, what a hard thing to go through. Yeah. But also the fact that in that moment, you were able to realize all of that, especially right, like right after the shock of that accident, you were able to be like, should I add more fire to the fire? Or should I change this to just create something positive in this situation Mm -hmm. or something that takes such strength and awareness of a world around you. So that's really admirable. So from that moment, are you looking at your life with that perspective? Yeah, it was definitely a wake-up call. And I think it was a wake-up call from the universe to what things have you been saying you want to do? What things have you been wanting to create but have been neglecting? Yeah. You know, because I've been just pouring my all into this job. I kind of forgot about the other areas of my life that I wanted to create. And mm-hmm. so I really think that car accident was just like a wake-up call. Like, Sophia, you have all these things you've been wanting to do and all these gifts you haven't been using. Let's start using them. Because you got a second chance, you got a golden ticket, and you need to use it. Absolutely. That's amazing. And that's really, you know, it comes down to it. Like, that's what this podcast is about, is like going after what you want, because this is your life. You're meant to do something in your life with your creativity and your talents that not everybody else has. You're not meant Mm -hmm. to work a nine to five that you're not passionate about. If you Mm -hmm. love it, then do it. But if you're not go do something that you want to do and like find your way to make your money. I'm not ignoring that, you know, but make it a priority in your life so that you can put something good into this world that other people can take something from. That's like how we have to live. That's really amazing that you're doing that. And like, is this podcast something that you want to make a career now? Yeah, definitely. definitely. Wow. Like for sure. Like, do you know who almost 30 is? Yeah. Yeah. So they have like all these like retreats, workshops, like they have this whole community 
They have like millions of downloads on their podcast. They've really like just built this incredible podcast and community. Mm -hmm. So that's like my big goal. Like I want retreats. I want workshops. I want like amazing community. I want to just be able to do coaching and just be able to do all this stuff. So that I would love to do it full time. I'd love to do an interview like, you know, at 9 a.m. on a Monday morning. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like that's the goal. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, keep doing it. Keep going after it. Um, So you're obviously like a very mindful person. Um, Can Mm -hmm. I ask when it comes to being aware of the world around you and your mental health in general, like how do you keep that a priority in your life? And like, how so? I think I'm always mindful of how am I feeling and why Mm -hmm. am I feeling this? And I'm always mindful of like my habits. Like I know certain habits set me up for the day. Like I know if I don't work out in the morning, I'm going to be cranky. Like I know it just has to happen. And I just really just continue to do the things that I know make me feel better and make me happy and try to make those a priority. Absolutely. And those have to be priorities in your daily life. Like do something that makes you feel good. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Even if you have a million things to get done, take five minutes, 10 minutes, a half hour to like, just enjoy yourself and enjoy your life. So what do you like to do? You like to work out what are other things that make you happy? I like to listen to podcasts. I like to journal. I like to go to events. I like to travel. Yes, I like to spend time with my friends, walk by the beach. <laughs> you know, all the typical things. Yeah. Oh, amazing. I miss the beach so much. I need to <laughs> get back there. Do you surf or anything or anything like that? No, I just walk on the sand. <laughs> It's like, I don't even swim. I'm just walking. (laughs) That's amazing though. Oh my God. So you've been through so much in the past five years, maybe a little Mm -hmm. more and you've changed and you've obviously grown a ton. So if you could go back to that teenager who was struggling, like what Mm -hmm. would you, what would you want to tell her? I would tell her it's all going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And that don't worry about it right now so much and that everything you're going to figure it out afterwards and that you really need all this to happen in order for you to create positive change in your life and this is all going to be for you yeah that's great and that's even if you're not a teenager you know like if you're going through a hard time something good is going to come down the road it is you just got to keep keep chugging along even on the hard days and find things that make you happy I don't know these are all like reminders I'm telling myself too. I'm like, oh, you remember yeah. to do this because it actually makes you feel better and you won't be so sad. So, <laughs> so do it. Um, so obviously you're interviewing all these amazing people. You're doing your thing. In every story that you get to listen to and you get to put mm-hmm. out there, is there a common theme that you look for? Or like, is there something that you want to share with the world? There's like a couple common themes. One of them is just going after the thing because they felt like they had to. Oh, yeah. Even though they realized inside that wasn't the thing. Like I've heard so many stories. I've I've heard the story of this girl. She went to law school. She was in law school. She kind of knew it wasn't the thing. She wanted to be a yoga teacher. She wanted to do other things. She didn't see at that time anyone make a career out of it and be able to do that thing full time. And she was telling her boyfriend about it and how she'll do the law thing for now and then change afterwards. And he's like, you can't do that. You can't just change afterwards. Like you have to do this for your rest of your life because you paid all this money on your education. You did all these things. You needed to be a lawyer for the rest of your life. And she went and she finished law school. And then afterwards, she ended up breaking up with him. In her story, she's like, I just wish I would have listened to myself sooner. Mm and not mm-hmm. listen to the boyfriend and how many stories I could tell you of listening to the boyfriend when they really shouldn't have listened to the boyfriend uh, I have so many stories about that so yeah. many. so if that's you out there listening to this right now don't do it <laughs> exactly <laughs> listen to yourself it's so true though and that girl shout out to her that's a real life Elle Woods right there like do your yeah. thing yeah <laughs> what are some other common themes that you found another thing is jumping before you're ready Mm. and jumping and then the parachute is going to find you on the way down it does yes yeah yeah there's never going to be like a perfect time for anything Mm -hmm. I think and I think I don't know if you do this too but I know 
then I can always like find an excuse not to do something exactly. and it doesn't even have to be a big deal. I'm just like, Oh wait, I'll just put that off till tomorrow, whatever. It's like, no, why not do it today? When you have like a half hour, like get something done. And then you're another step closer to where you want to be. Well, I mean, you are doing so many amazing things and I think you're just a, a really interesting person to listen to and see how you've taken the hardships in your life and turn them into something positive. I think that's just really such an important lesson for anybody out there who's listening. And I can't wait to see you just keep inspiring other people. Um, so that's just amazing. Thank you. Of Thank course. You. <laughs> so where can people listen to your podcast and find you online? My Instagram is a shit show of my twenties and my podcast is pretty much everywhere iHeartRadio, amazon music apple podcast spotify it's all over awesome awesome where did you come up with the name yeah so i was like talking with my mom and i was like you know this is starting to feel like a shit show because <laughs> like i was just like thinking about like the past six months i was like this is like a lot like this yeah. is a lot of adulting and a lot in like a really short amount of time like this is like I didn't ask for all of this adulting in this amount of time, <laughs> <laughs> but, and so I was like, you know what? That's the, that's the podcast name. It's going to be the shit show of my twenties. Love so it. Let's just Love go it. with it. And girl, you're 20. You got a long way to go, but I, mm. I think you're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're a lot more mature already than a lot of people my age. I even know. So <laughs> you're on a good path. So just keep it going. Um, and I can't wait to see what's next for you. Seriously. So excited to see that. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So well, yeah. Well, thank <laughs> you so much for taking the time today. I really do appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for creating this opportunity for me. And I love talking with you. And I think it's so cool what you're doing too. And just starting your podcast. You're going to love it so much. <laughs> yeah, I really am oh, yeah. already. So I'm just going to keep it going. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, thank you. This was so nice. And and the wholesome and positive. And I loved it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. You have a good rest of your day, okay? You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.